Now, normally on Sunday nights, we've been doing the uh, chronological study, chronological study uh, uh, through the Bible. And uh, of course, we started out, we're still in uh, Genesis, but want to do a little bit uh, something different tonight. Every once in a while, I want to put in a, a lesson on the family. Of course, we talked about uh, uh, the mother uh, this morning, and tonight I want to do something, uh, uh, something I don't talk about too much, I guess, is money, finances. Uh, you know, uh, I know a lot of people think, ah, oh, preachers, all they do is talk about money. I don't, I don't uh, talk about it that much, uh, really. I just figured, hey, if somebody gets saved, falls in love with the Lord, hey, man, they're going to they're gonna do what's right. And, uh, of course, you need to teach things. But uh, I don't think you need to make things a hobby horse and beat people over the head. But you'd still need to teach about proper things according uh, uh, to the Word of God. So I want to—I got a lesson for that tonight on family finances. Family finances. Hey, I know that uh, I need a lesson on that. Amen. Maybe you don't. So uh, I'll talk to myself tonight, and y'all can listen in. How's that? Amen. Y'all listen in as I talk to myself tonight. But let's begin in First Timothy chapter six. First Timothy chapter six. Uh, we'll begin there, 1 Timothy chapter 6, and we'll read verses 6 through 21. 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verses 6 through 21. Here we are, 1 Timothy chapter 6, beginning verse 6 says this in the Word of God. But godliness with contentment is great gain, for we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. And having food and raiment, let us be there with content. But they that will be rich fall in temptation and snare and into many foolish hurtful lusts, which drown many destruction and perdition. For the love of money is the root of all evil. Now it doesn't say money, it says the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. But thou, O man of God, I liked it, O man of God, flee these things and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness, fight the good fight of faith, lay hold on eternal life. Whereunto thou art also called and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. I give thee charge in the sight of God, who quickeneth all things, and before Christ Jesus, who before Pontius Pilate witnessed a good confession, that thou keep this commandment without spot, unrebukable, unto the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, which in his times he shall show, who is the blessed and only potentate, the King of kings and Lord of lords, who only hath immortality, dwelling in the light which no man can approach unto, whom no man has seen nor can see, to whom be honor and power everlasting. Amen. Verse 17, charge them that are rich in this world that they be not high-minded, nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who giveth us richly all things to enjoy, that they do good and that they be rich in good works, ready to distribute, willing to communicate, laying up in store for themselves a good foundation against the time to come that they may lay hold on eternal life. Verse 20, O Timothy, keep that which is committed to thy trust, avoiding profane and vain babblings and oppositions of science falsely so called, which some professing have erred concerning the faith. Grace be with thee. Amen. Let us pray again. Father, again, Lord, we are so thankful that we have the word of God to teach us and guide us in all the areas of our life. And as we saw the, uh, this morning, the Word of God uh, teaches men how to be men and how to be godly men and the men that they should be and uh, teaches uh, uh, ladies how to be godly women and uh, godly wives and mothers. 
and examples. And Lord, I'm glad that no matter what age or stage we are in as Christians, uh, Lord, you have principles for us and you have uh, purposes for us. And Lord, we're so thankful for that. Lord, we do pray for our, our young people, dear God, again, that you'd work in their lives and protect them and help them as they uh, uh, navigate through uh, these important stages of life that can affect them for the rest of their life. Lord, if you should tarry, uh, please protect them and protect our, our families. And Lord, help us to do right in uh, every area. Certainly, we all have areas, uh, uh, certain areas that we may need to work on more than others. And so, Lord, uh, uh, help us in that. Now, Lord, as we look in this area of uh, biblical principles for uh, finance, dear God, help us to take heed to it. Uh, Lord, uh, work in my life and each life that's here. And uh, Lord, help us to do right uh, in these things in our life. Now, again, bless each one that's here. Bless each one that's listening. And again, if by chance there's somebody here listening that's not saved, God, work in that heart. Or maybe just somebody needs to maybe work on something. God, convict and help them in that area, uh, we pray as well. Now, again, Lord, glorify thyself and build your church in Jesus' name. Amen. And so, again, we want to look at a few things on finances. Let me read a, a couple of these verses over again in verse 6. Notice it says, but godliness with contentment is what? Great gain. Great gain. For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out, right? We see U-Hauls a lot of places, but we don't see them on the way to the cemetery, right? We don't see U-Haul on the way to the cemetery. I think I might have mentioned the other day I rented that U-Haul when we were moving and somebody stole it. Can you believe somebody stole a 26-foot U-Haul uh, the other day we used? We dropped it off at the, the gate of the place at night when we got done with it. And the place called us the next morning that somebody came and, 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 uh, and, and stole it. So like I said, if you see a U-Haul that's been painted over and doesn't say U-Haul, but maybe we haul or something, amen, uh, uh, let, let, let them know, right? And return, return, get that return. But hey, you're not going to take nothing with you, Amen. Nothing with you, but hopefully you leave some things behind, like a good testimony and good memories. And it says, and having food and raiment, let us be there with content. Notice he said food. He didn't specify that it had to be healthy, amen. He just said food. So I'm sure that includes ice cream and a few other things. So if you got, amen, you got vegetables and sweets and raiment, be there with content. Just telling you what the original says there, amen. Just joking. All right, be with the content. But they that will be rich fall into temptation. Now, the Bible doesn't say it's wrong to be rich, amen? But it's wrong to have the wrong attitude about uh, wealth and, to, and, to, and to, to, to desire that and make that your pursuit. But they that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare and into many foolish and hurtful lusts. That's the danger of, of having money. You know, money's good to have. It gives you options. But if you don't have a good heart, it can give you bad options too. Right. So that's why. So, hey, it's good to have money, but only if you have a good heart. Amen. And good principles to govern that which drawn men away in destruction and perdition for the love of money. There's the key. Money isn't the root of it. The love of money is the root of all you. While some coveted after there's that key word. They have what? Erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. But I like verse 11, but thou, O man of God, flee these things and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness. I like that, O man of God, flee these things. So it says, the man of God, flee wealth. So now you know why people in the ministry are poor, because we're supposed to flee those things. No, that's not what it says, but amen. Uh, and then let's look at verses 17 through 19, where it warns the man with wealth. Again, charge them that are rich in this world. You know, and I'm glad that it says that. Listen, 
Uh, you know, a lot of times, you know, you, uh, you get these, you know, big churches and wealthy people come in and, oh, they think, well, you know, well, we know who's going to be, uh, you know, the next chairman of the deacon board based upon uh, 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 all, all those things. You know, that's not the way things are supposed to uh, 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 be done. You know, a lot of money doesn't make you, the more money you have doesn't make you more uh, godly. A lot of times it makes, uh, makes it less. I've gone into churches where they bragged about how many uh, millionaires they had and, and, and all these things. And hey, listen, uh, uh, listen, if God's blessed somebody with wealth and they use it rightly, and I've seen pe wealthy people use it properly and, uh, and to the, and to, uh, 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 the glory uh, of, of, of God, but uh, what should draw us to people is their heart for the Lord. Amen? The size of their heart uh, uh, for the Lord. So it says, hey, listen, so it says, charge them. Hey, don't be afraid of somebody just because they might have wealth in the world or position in the world. Hey, they're nobody different than anybody else. They have a heart that's, uh, that, that's sinful and desperately wicked and they need biblical instruction like anybody else and, and you don't need to, uh, 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 and their, their position. Hey, if somebody's achieved something, you want to respect that, but you don't treat them any different or uh, like they're uh, 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 any better and you shouldn't be afraid to look them in the eye and tell them like it is uh, like anybody else. And so he says, charge them that are rich in this world, that they may be, be not high-minded, nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who, give, who giveth us, there's a key principle there, who giveth us, amen, Every, these things come from God, giveth us richly all things to enjoy, right, that they do good, that they be rich in good works, which is more important, ready to distribute, willing to communicate, laying up in store for themselves a good foundation against the time to come that they may lay hold on eternal life. So uh, these verses mention much about money, riches, and proper contentment. Of course, you know, finances in the home are a touchy thing. They can either be a, a good source of fellowship or a, a good source of fury, amen, uh, in, in the home. So let's look at a few biblical principles. Of course, problems with money are universal. And, you know, uh, uh, today, uh, a large percentage of families, right, uh, are, are in, in, a, in financial, financial strain. And so you either must deal with the problem when talking about finances. You must either deal with the problem of what to do with what we do have, right? What do we do with what we do have? Or what to do about what we don't have, right? Being realistic about uh, the financial situation. And of course, the, the, usually the problem with money is not an external problem. It's an internal problem, like most things. It's a problem of the heart and how you deal with things. So it's not just what we earn that hurts us. But again, it's more about how we spend what we do earn. So uh, over many, uh, uh, you know, over, over uh, you know, we always say when we get married, you know, we say till death do us part. But I'm sure over many a home, you could hang the sign till death do us part. Uh, right? Uh, in that situation, because a lot of times that's a, a big source for problem uh, in the home. So we often look at problems differently, even as husband and wife. And uh, when it is not our problem, we, we probably are a little bit indifferent about it. But we must have empathy and feeling, amen, uh, towards uh, our, one another as husband and wife and in the home concerning uh, the, our financial situation. And we must have an earnest desire and willingness to communicate until we meet the need and solve the problems. So uh, let's look at a few biblical views about money. Yes, right? We're to have a, a, a biblical worldview, and there's even a biblical view about 
finances. Again, as we've seen before, we need to understand, and we've mentioned this before, that of course everything belongs to God and comes from God. And I'll, I'll give you these verses quickly. Psalm 24, 1, again, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and all they that dwell therein. First Chronicles 29, 11, thine, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty for all that is in heaven and in earth is thine. Thine is the kingdom, O Lord, and thou art exalted as head above. So, amen, he created us all, and it all belongs to him. And so he's the source of everything. And so God is the one who gives us the ability to make money. So, hey, uh, if, if you're blessed in some financial area, maybe God gave you a good idea or God, you know, some people, they just seems like everything they touch, man. I, I, uh, I, I know I, I know people it just seems like it doesn't matter what they do, man. It's just like uh, money just, you know, comes comes their way. And I'm like, man, that's just stuff. How, how do they do that? Because seems, hey, but God's blessed some people with that ability. And that's and that's 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 a great thing. But God's the one that gives us ability. But even if you just have a regular job and you go in and you punch the clock every day, it's God that gives you the strength uh, to do that. Let me give you a few verses out of 1 Chronicles 29. 1 Chronicles 29, verses 12 through 14. says uh, this, Both riches and honor come of thee, come of thee, and thou reignest over it all. And, thy, and in thine hand is power and might. And in thine hand, talking about God, in thine hand, God, it is to make great and to give strength unto all, right? It's from God that to, uh, to make people great or give them the ability to do something or uh, to give strength to accomplish things. Verse 13, now, therefore, our God, we thank thee and praise thy glorious name. And so if God has blessed you in some financial way or given you the ability or some special talent, know that it's from God and be thankful for it. Verse 14, but who am I and what is my people that we should be able to offer so willingly after this sort? Right. It says this for all things come of thee. And of thine own have we given thee. Again, that principle that, hey, when we give to God, we're just giving back what's already his. He gives us 100%. And when we tithe, he only asks us to give 10% of it uh, 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 back, you know. And so, uh, hey, that seems like a good deal. Deuteronomy 8.18. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God. Again, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth that he may establish his covenant, which he swear unto thy fathers as it is this day. So notice that statement in Deuteronomy 8.18. It is he that giveth the power to get wealth. Well, I realize some of these uh, uh, people could realize that. So think about this. In verse 29.13, of First Chronicles 29.13, again, it made this. Now, therefore, our God, we thank thee and praise thy glorious name. Now, here's a question. When is the last time you praise the Lord for what you do have instead of complaining about what you don't have? Well, we're quick to complain about what we don't have. But when's the last time you thank God and blessed him for what you do have and he allows you to have? So God is the one who gives us the ability to make money. Next, there are many things more valuable than money. Remember that. Hey, you know, uh, you say, man, I wish I wish I had money like that guy. But you know what? Maybe he wishes he had a, a, a family relationship like yours. 
Maybe he wishes he had uh, 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 children uh, that loved him and, and are a blessing to him like you. He might have wealth. Man, his, his kids grew up spoiled brats and they're out there just uh, living a life in the world. And boy, he might see if he, a family like yours say, man, ah, sure, I've got the bank account, but look, all their kids are with them. Oh, that family over there sitting over there sure likes, looks like they uh, love one another. Remember, there's things more important uh, than money. Luke 12, 15 says, And he said to them, Take heed and beware of covetousness, for a man's life consisteth not in the abundance of the things which he possesses. What a wonderful thought that is. Proverbs 15, 16 and 17 say this. Better is little. Hey, well, I wish I had a lot, but the Bible says this. Better is little with the fear of the Lord than great treasure and trouble therewith. Well, you've seen the news this week about high profile people that are, you know, uh, getting separated. Now all the things they got to deal with with that. Verse 17 in Proverbs 15. Better is a dinner of herbs where love is didn't say cucumbers, it said herbs. Where love is, than a stalled ox and hatred therewith. Think about, think about that, amen? Hey, listen, you, you know, you might have had, not have had some elaborate meal for lunch today. I got to confess I did, but forgive me. But, uh, but hey, maybe you didn't have that, but hey, you know, you had love uh, between your family uh, at lunch today. Boy, you can't put a price on that. Next, covetousness, discontentment, and worry about money are a sin. Now, if you don't have money, you have a need, and praying about that, that's not a sin. It's worrying about it and fretting over it. That's a sin. That means you're not trusting God to meet your need like he said he would. Uh, let me uh, uh, give you some uh, verses uh, about that. The Word of God says here in Matthew uh, tw 6, 25, 31 and 32, Matthew 6, verse 25 says, Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body what you shall put on. Is not the life more than meat and the body than raiment? Verse 31 of Matthew 6, Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or with all shall we be clothed? Verse 32, For after all these things do the Gentiles seek, now listen to this, For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of these things. And you know, if your children have a need, you want to do your best to meet that need. You want to make sure that they have good clothes and food on them. And listen, would you say that you're a better father than your heavenly Father? Well, of course not. Matthew 13, 5, here's something good to remember. Here's a good verse to remember. Let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things that ye have, for he who has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. He says, hey, be content with what you have and remember one of the things you have is me and I'll never leave you nor forsake you. So you say, well, you know what? I wish I had this, I wish I had that, but listen, no matter what happens, you're always, if you're saved, gonna have him. Amen. And that's something to be thankful for, that you will always have him uh, despite what else is going on in life. And so another thought, our family financial practice must be given a priority in giving. Amen. Uh, 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 be, 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 be a giver. Amen. Of course, be wise in your giving. Don't run, uh, uh, don't do your giving on an emotional basis. Just like I've said here, hey, as a church, we don't run, we don't want to run our uh, missions. Hey, we love missionaries. We want to take on missionaries, but we don't want to run our missions program on emotion. 
We don't want to run it on emotion, right? And, and, and even as, uh, as the Lord has blessed the church recently with some finances and, and we're able to get some things, right? We don't want to do that on emotion. We want to, we want to use wisdom. When we, when we uh, went to get the sound system, we just, we just didn't run out there and uh, grab something. No, we, we tried to do research and we tried to pray about it. And we tried to check things out. And we, by God's grace, we tried to make the best decision concerning that. Uh, uh, listen, we, we looked at the vans the other night. I showed you 2019. Hey, it was it probably would have been around twenty nine thirty thousand dollars. Oh, the church could have afforded that, but was that the best decision? Well, we ended up getting a two thousand fifteen, and that met the need, and it was new. And so, uh, you know, we tried to use wisdom that something that met the need, but we weren't going uh, overboard with it, right? We would try to pray about those things and seek the Lord's wisdom. And so, as we do that as a church, not making uh, just because we have maybe the resources to do it doesn't mean we just run out and do it. We want to be wise about the decisions we make as a church concerning these things, and we. We want to do that as a family. Be wise, amen, about the decisions that we make as a family uh, concerning, con concerning things, uh, using uh, the, the wisdom uh, that the Lord has, uh, has given us, right? Uh, Ephesians 4.28 says, let, uh, let me uh, back up there. Hebrews 13.5 uh, says right here, again, uh, let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have. And then giving uh, says here, 2 Corinthians 9, 7 says, every man according as he purposes in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly, nor of necessity, but God love of the cheerful giver. Hey, it should be a joy, amen, for you to give to the church. It should be a joy for you to give to missions. It should be a joy. Hey, if you're just helping somebody else out that's in need, you should do that with joy, not feel like, oh, we have to uh, give to the church or we have to give uh, uh, to missions. No, it's a pleasure, amen, uh, to give to the service of the Lord. It's a, blessing, it's a pleasure if the Lord allows you to be a blessing to somebody else uh, that you know uh, has, has a need and that the Lord would use you uh, uh, to meet that need. You know, that, that cheerful means like, it really means like hilarious. Like it almost means like hearty laughter. Now I wouldn't do this, but I remember, uh, 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 I, I've been to churches, uh, you know, you ever heard that laughing box where the pastor played the laughing box when they were taking up, up the offering. No, I wouldn't do anything like that. I'm too dignified, but I like the idea of it. Amen. But it gives, it proves the point. Amen. Uh, that you need to be cheerful and have joy uh, when you give to the things of God. Again, Ephesians 4, 28, again, talking about uh, uh, serving and giving. It says, let him that stole steal no more, but rather labor, working with his hands, the thing which is good, what? That he may have to give to him that needeth. Have you ever uh, done something and given to somebody anonymously or been part in helping uh, meet a need? Boy, doesn't that bring joy to your heart? Aren't you thankful that the Lord gave you the ability uh, to do that? What a wonderful thing. That is. Next, God expects man to be honest and again, work hard, like that verse just said. Exodus 29 says this Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work. Of course, we know we're supposed to have a day of rest. Proverbs 14, 23. In all labor, there is profit. We need to teach our young people, amen, to be hard workers and not be lazy. Hey, you know, of course, uh, uh, this morning we talked about uh, women and, and being uh, keepers of the home and guiders of the home, and, and, and that's good. 
But you know what? Uh, one thing I'm, I'm thankful for uh, my daughters is that they had a desire that when they got married, they wanted to be they wanted to be at home and take care of their children. But on the other hand, I thank God uh, that, that 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 my uh, my girls aren't uh, uh, lazy. That, that when they when they do have jobs, that they try to be uh, the best worker there and and, and and work hard at what they do. And you know, as a dad, you you know you want to take care of your kids. But one thing I appreciated about uh, uh, my children as, the, as they got older and uh, they had jobs and, you know, your dad, you still want to do something for them. How many times have I heard my children say, Dad, you don't need to do that. We're grown now. We're, we have to learn to take care of ourselves. Amen. And, you know, and, and I and I appreciated that. Not that I still didn't want to do something for them. But, hey, you want you want children that, that grow and they want to work hard and they want to take on that responsibility. Amen. Uh, in those areas. And we want to we want to teach them that principle of being a hard worker, a hard worker, an industrial worker and being one that a man engages uh, uh, when they have a job. And so what a wonderful thought that is. A next thought, we must be prayerfully, we must prayerfully and carefully, prayerfully and carefully plan how to spend the money which God has entrusted us. 1 Corinthians 4, 2, more, we know this verse, more is required in stewards. What? That a man be found faithful. And a sign of that faithfulness, amen, is again that he doesn't make, tries not to make emotional decisions, but does things carefully and prayerfully uh, for the Lord. And so we must learn to live within our income. Proverbs 22, 7, the rich ruleth over the poor and the borrower is servant to the lender. The borrower is servant to the lender. Romans 13, 8 says, Owe no man anything but to love one another, for he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. I was going to try and finish early, so I'll try to hurry up here. Amen. We must adopt practical financial plan of action, right? A practical financial plan of action. And practical is a key uh, word there in your financing. Reading good books. Amen. Don't be, hey, read the Bible, but read uh, books by men that are good in the financial area. On the subject, we'll give you a basis of evaluation. You must formulate a good plan that will work in all kinds of situations. Amen. Uh, 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 you know, a lot of people recommend uh, Dave Ramsey. I know a lot of uh, pastors that uh, teach that in their church and things like that. And you may have somebody that you know that teaches in that area good, and, and it might be a good, a good uh, uh, book uh, to read. So, Take time to determine your true income. Take time uh, to record a list of expenses and uh, keep records of everything and see how you're spending your money and uh, e even your cash. I, I like that. Uh, uh, my family, a lot of times we use the cash app, right, uh, for doing things among our family. I like that because it keeps a it keeps a record. Amen. And so I said, wow, man, I, oh, wow, man, oh, man, I better, ooh, I better slow down in that area, right? Keep track of things. So determine your spending priorities uh, before you spend. When there are more expenses than income, you must either increase your income, right? Ask for that raise or decrease your expense, right? Maybe we're spending money not properly. So we must take the time to make genuine Plans for the future. First Timothy 5, 8 says, But if any provide not for his own, especially for those of his own house, he hath denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. So, of course, if you got children, you want to plan for their education. I was glad to hear, uh, you know, uh, just, you know, talking to some of my son-in-laws, how they've already started some of those things uh, for their children. Think about your children's education. 
I was glad, you know, that when my children went to college, they were able to work. But also my wife and I, you know, tried to help them as much uh, uh, as we could with uh, the, what the uh, resources that the Lord allowed us to have at the time. You know, and, and care for family uh, in the event of death or some unexpected emergency. Maybe helping out parents uh, in, uh, in their older age and also for retirement. Maybe a possible uh, thought to use, you know, if you're thinking about how to break it up. Well, we know the top 10% uh, uh, for the church. We know that. But then take the other and maybe what's left over. Maybe use uh, 10%. You say, okay, well, we're going to save 10%. And then maybe use 20% as a buffer fund or an emergency fund. And then maybe the other 70% that will live within that as our living expenses. You know, sometimes it's not always easy. I remember uh, when we were first missionaries in Bulgaria, man, our, I think uh, uh, on a good month, we got somewhere between six and $800 a month uh, uh, as, as, as uh, missionaries. Remember, we just basically just jumped on and went to the mission field. And so when our, uh, when our, uh, uh, when our um, uh, money came in, when our support came in uh, for, for quite a while, what I would do is uh, we knew what we had there for rent. We took that out. And then I would literally, whether the month had 30 days or 31 days or whatever, I would take whatever, I take the pile of money that was sitting there and I would break it down uh, to that many piles and I'd put a rubber band about it, a rubber, a rubber band around it. And though every day, because back then, you know, there weren't supermarkets, we had to go to the open market about every day. And every day, uh, my wife would grab that, that stack for that day. And so we knew there were 30 days. So we had 30 uh, stacks, however it was uh, divided when we could make it that far right. And then my wife would take it uh, for that uh, day. So just, you know, the Lord will give you wisdom, but quickly uh, uh, some more principles to think of. Remember the love of money is wrong. That is to value material things above spiritual things, to accumulate money purely for personal gain and advantage, not to be used wisely and for the Lord to attain money in deceitful and dishonest ways is a violation of God's laws. <laughs> to use money in purposes for personal status and power is a selfish use of personal possessions. Uh, Luke 16, 10 says, he that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. And he that is unjust in the least is unjust also in much. Every Christian is to give regularly and proportionally according to the way that God has prospered him. 1 Corinthians 16, 2, upon the first day of the week, that's Sunday, let every one of you lay by him in store as God hath prospered him, that there be no gatherings when I come. Now, of course, the context of that is a special offering they're taking up, but the principle of it, amen, is a good one to use in, uh, in, 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 in life. Christians are to use their material possessions to care for other Christians who are in need. In Acts 4, 34 and 35, it says this, Neither were there any among them that lacked, for as many as were possessors of lands or houses sold them and brought the prices of the things that were sold and laid them down at the apostles' feet, and distribution was made unto every man according as he had need. Now, that doesn't mean we're going to ask everybody in the church to sell their house. You know, I, 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 I knew of a church where, uh, uh, you know, it says it laid at the apostles' feet that when they took the offering, the pastor would stand up front here and everybody have come and put the money in the offering and then in the pastor's pocket. I think that's okay. All right. I think that's a little out of uh, 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 place there. But it, I think it does show that, hey, we as a church, if we know that somebody has a need, we should be willing to pull together and meet the need. And you know what? I can say, honestly, I, I'm amazed, right? 
uh, 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 at our size church that whenever somebody in the church has had a need, how the church is pulled together. And I can say that about this church. This church pulls together to help meet the needs of somebody if we know it, whether it's buying uh, a tire for the car or, the, uh, or, or something or, or helping. We've helped uh, uh, people pay rent and do other things like that. And you know what? I'm glad that we do that. And that's the right thing to do as a church to take care of our own and be there for one another. Christians, again, are not to be lazy or irresponsible living off other people. This is a sin. Hey, we don't need to live off other people. Hey, uh, when, when, when uh, my family got kicked out of Bulgaria, we literally came back with uh, not much more than the clothes on our back. Everything I owned, right, my wife and three kids and everything we owned and brought back fit in the minivan uh, that we rented to go from Tennessee uh, down to Florida. And there was plenty of room in that minivan. And you know what? My mom uh, had, she happened to have two apartments uh, that staying at the time. And she said, oh, Jeff, you can stay at that apartment. Don't worry about it. But you think I was going to live off my mother? I was responsible uh, for my family. I said, I'm not going to live off my mother. I said, she's letting me stay here to get on my feet. But, you know, while I was seeking the Lord's will, man, I grabbed the newspaper the next day. Every day I was hitting the street with that newspaper. I would just walk into places and uh, give me a job. I remember walking one time in this guy's place. They made fiberglass boats. And I told this guy I was a Christian and uh, he got nervous. And he said, oh, he said, oh, you wouldn't fit in around here. He said, we cuss, we drink, we do this. And, and he's walking around the shop, but I was following him around with the shop. I said, sir, I need a job. I'm trying to take care of my family. He said, oh, you wouldn't fit in here. We cuss. We... I said, sir, nothing you do is going to offend me. I'm just looking for a job to help my family. I just followed that guy around. I just went out there and did everything I could uh, to get a job. Finally, the Lord gave me a good job. I moved out of my wife's apartment and rented a house, right? That's right. That's what Christians do. We realize if God's given us a family, we're responsible for it, amen? And we want to do the right thing. We're not going to binge off people. Again, 2, Corinthians, the 2 Thessalonians, let me give these verses quick. Beginning of verse 8, 2, Corinthians, 2 Thessalonians 3, beginning of verse 8. Neither did we eat any man's bread for naught, but we wrought labor and travail night and day that we might not be chargeable to any of you. Not because we have not power, but to make ourselves an ensample. Look at that. An ensample unto you to follow us. For even when we were with you, this we commanded that if any man would not work, neither should he eat. For we hear that there are some which walk among you disorderly, working not at all, but are busybodies. Now them that are such, we command and exhort, right? So he says, hey, listen, those that aren't doing right, you need to talk to them about that. Because if a man doesn't work, neither should we. Now, again, if people have needs, people fall on a hard time, people trying to fill in the gap till they get that next job, we want to help them. But we don't, we, we don't want to be facilitators in people's laziness as Christians. That's why when I see these people, uh, listen, I've worked with gypsies. I've worked with the best beggars in the world, amen? And these people out on the street, Listen, uh, listen, I feel bad that they're in that situation, but that doesn't mean I'm going to give them any money. Not when I see places to hire all around there. Amen. They need to get out there and get a job. Right. And become responsible. So these are important things. And so let me finish up with this. As a family, discuss plans for your children's educational future and how you might meet those needs. What plans should you make for the future retirement years that would please and honor the Lord? What do you need to do? What has God promised to the generous person who obeys God in his giving? God has promises. Proverbs 11, 24 and 25. There is that scattereth and yet increases. And there is that withholdeth more than is meat, but tendeth to poverty. I like this. The liberal soul shall be made fat 
And he that watereth shall be watered also himself. So there's blessing for those, amen, that do proper with their finances. Consider these guidelines before you buy anything over $50 or $100 or whatever you're able to do, amen, but setting a, a limit there. Ask yourself, here's some good questions to ask. Do I really need it? Is the price reasonable? Remember this, you can negotiate anything. Don't be afraid to try and negotiate a, a, a price on anything. Is it a bargain price? Is it a current model? If it's on sale, is it really on sale? Can I substitute something for this? Do I have something that will already work? Does the product have a major disadvantage or advantage? Have I checked and researched that? A lot of times when I'm, I'm buying something, man, I'll go to the store. I don't know how many times I'll go to the store. I'll look at it. I'll walk out and I'll research it. Then I'll go back to the store and, and uh, look at things. I try not to, uh, I'm not saying I never do it, but I try uh, not to be a, an, an emotional buyer. Not that I'm, I'm not on some things. I mean, hey, if I see good coffee, I mean, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah, right. But, you know, on other things, try not to be an emotional buyer. Do I know the realtor's reputation? Is it pleasing to the Lord to spend money in this way? So, again, what am I doing to help my children understand the management of money? Work on a list of things to do and ask yourself this. Do you think you are too frugal or too extravagant? Right. You don't want to be too extravagant, but you don't want to be too frugal. Other. Listen, you don't need to use your coffee grains twice. I don't care. I don't care who you are. Right. Listen, that's just a bad idea. Right. But think about that. Do you communicate your financial goals with your family and what are your immediate financial goals? So as we finish up, it's important to have our finances in order, just like other areas in our life. Well, I know this is an area I certainly uh, struggle with and have to work on, but I appreciate people that are well-disciplined in this area. Man, I see people, man, they, just, they got everything listed, and I say, man, I wish I could be like that. Not stingy or extreme, but well-balanced and disciplined. So family finances are an easy way for the devil to slip in your home, but also a good way to honor the Lord. And so let us seek to do that. Let's pray.